1: This week on Dueling Review, it's Army of Darkness 1979, number two, from Dynamite Entertainment. Ashley Williams finds himself this time in the late 1970s New York City, in a less cleaned-up era that means gang tussles for every block in the South Bronx. These particular gangs model themselves after zombies, vampires. Things only get more out of control when they find the one and only Necronomicon. Ashley Williams... Come out and play. Well, the uh, the patrons did it to us again, Matthew. They have gone through and picked a comic for us to read. And um, I don't know whether to throttle them all upside the head, you know, like smack them all and make a little xylophone sound in a big row, uh, right. or to clap them on the back and say, well done, patrons. Well done indeed. Because uh, who knew? That they would take Army of Darkness number uh, 1979, number two, and essentially turn it into Warriors.
0: <laughs> it, it, it's not just essentially, this is the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, with the, you know, the serial numbers filed off. Um, I actually read issue one and issue two because I read two and I was like, oh, I kind of like this. And I feel like this is the center of our Venn diagrams with your army of darkness peanut butter and my warriors chocolate kind of coming together into one Reese's peanut butter comic, which I think is kind of nice, but
1: yeah. So uh, if you've ever seen the movie, the warriors mm-hmm. uh, it is a classic telling of uh, what uh, not Jason and the Argonauts, but uh, the Anabasis. yeah, the, the, the Odyssey, Iliad and the Odyssey. Uh, <laughs> no. and it is, it tells that story of them trying to get back home after a long adventure. Well, that's, that was turned into a, a movie called the warriors where all the gangs meet and someone kills the gang leader and then the cops are trying to kill them all and they have mm-hmm. to get back to their home down yeah. in the South Bronx and they have to go through all, every neighborhood controlled by every other gang and they have to fight through it. And that's, you know, warriors come out and play, uh, the baseball, mm-hmm. the baseball uh, kiss you players. You see what
0: happens when you mess with the orphans.
1: Yeah. And so imagine all of that, mm-hmm. but put in the Necronomicon with some bad guys that, um, you know, that, that have the power of the, they're the warlock group and they have the power of the <laughs> Necronomicon. And then you have uh, Ashley Williams who comes around right. and and becomes it's the leader of the and, oh, yeah wait, different guy. He comes along and he is the leader of the what are they the 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 half deads or something the deadites yeah the half deads yeah and uh, they, that's
0: they, it. They dre- they're a gang that dresses up as zombies, which is just hilarious and yeah. goofy.
1: Yeah, so that's that's this episode in this this issue in a nutshell. It is them, uh, you know, starting to fight their way back through the various gangs. To get home and it's a lot of fun. It's silly and it's a lot of fun. It's even got the, uh, I forget who the woman that did the, who was the radio announcer in the movie. Uh, but she's in this um, too, which I thought was very, very well Lynn
0: Figpen, the boss from Carmen San Diego.
1: Yeah. Uh, she does a really good, there's a kind of like a character like her that shows up. Uh, in yes. this comic too. So literally just, Big news if you that. haven't seen the warriors and you haven't seen army of darkness, go watch both of those movies. And then imagine those two comic. movies smashed together into a comic book. And that's army of darkness, 1979. So I, I don't know what else to say about this. Uh, what are you, what are your thoughts, Matthew? I really enjoyed the dialogue because, uh, the lead warlock,
0: you know, we open with the lead warlock and he's doing his power within me. New York will fall. And then his second in command is like, Hey, I'm hungry. Haven't I ever told
1: you never to interrupt me? Well, I I'm using? uh I, I listen to th- I that guy's voice I hear as um as high very English, very British voice. Like, uh yeah. kinda like uh Sardom Noomspa from uh The Golden Child. Gesundheit. Yeah. Uh that's that's who I that's the voice that I hear of that guy. Somebody that's kind of very British and then, you know, he's trying to do all of his his warlocky things and his minions keep interrupting him and Mm-hmm. it works very well it's that deep. way
0: and then ash ends up getting swarmed by teeny tiny uh police officers yeah i think
1: which, that's something must have uh i mean this is picking up yeah, from last issue so, in so it happened in, in last issue so there's a little bit of yeah, squishings and a stomping and, that
0: went wrong
1: um as they do
0: right i feel like the best part of this series is the fact that they're going all out because i mean as an elevator pitch as high concept taking these two things and sticking them together that's a winner i mean you're saying hey the warriors which is a great movie an army of darkness which is a great movie we are going to reference one within the framework of the other and it's going to be you know wacky fun and You get to a point in this book, uh, number two. Number one, actually, is more set up than anything. Yeah, that's what I figured. And it even has the the gang leader,
1: Can you dig it?
0: Yeah. But um, you get to a point in this issue where it's clear that the writer realizes that the premises are, in fact, diametrically opposed to each other. So you can't do the you know, flat-out you know, kind of magical absurdity that Raimi did in Army of Darkness and put it alongside the ridiculous, way-too-serious seriousness of the Warriors. I mean, in that movie, we're supposed to believe that a guy dressed like Ace Fraley and wearing a New York Yankees uniform is a real giant threat. And I, you know, I never believed that throughout the movie. But when you really lean hard into the ridiculousness of mixing these, it actually works for me. It works really well, especially when you know the lead warlock kills all of the would-be baseball furies with one swipe of yeah, his yeah. necronomicon. Yeah, that, that was funny to me.
1: Here's the here's the thing that I like about it. I like the the fact that they're leaning into parody on this. Yeah, what will be what will be very disappointing is if it starts to take itself too seriously, because unfortunately I think a lot of, and warriors is a fine movie. Don't get me wrong. It's not a great movie, but it's a fine movie. But I think that there are too many people that want to look at warriors as some kind of high art, greatest film of all kind, all time kind of thing. And I think that's where I think you've missed the point of, of that movie. Um, it's not supposed to be, it's supposed to be schlocky fun, uh, for you to go, uh, go and enjoy on a Saturday night while you're making out with your girlfriend in the theater or the drive-in or wherever. And that's, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that either. But when you take it too seriously, then it's like, okay, now you've kind of missed the point of just having fun. And even though there's a little bit of blood and guts, and maybe a little bit mm-hmm. more than a little blood and guts in this, in this comic, it's still there having fun. It's not taking itself yeah. too seriously, especially in this issue. If it's Rodney Barn. Happened. Yeah. If, if Rodney Barn or Tom Garcia ever decide that they need to make this more serious than it is, then I don't think it's going to be as, as well, not successful, but just as enjoyable. Right. It's just going to be like, oh, okay. You either push the joke too far or you're taking yourself too seriously. And now it's just like, hmm, okay. I guess we're going to have to slog through two more issues of this before we get to the end. Um, so I, I hope that that doesn't happen. I don't think it will. Right. Um, but you know, that's, that's my concern. Anytime that we get into this is, is a group of people or creators just crawling up their own behind and, and getting a little bit too, too high on their own supply kind of thing. And i and so I think that that's, that's my, that's my biggest fear is I had a lot of fun with this book. I had a lot mm-hmm. of fun going, ah, yes, ah, oh yes, I remember that. Oh yes. Very, very cool. Yes. They're bringing in the right amount of army of darkness references they have a way over the top amount of references for the warriors. It still works. Now, I don't yeah. know. Now this would be the other thing that would be very interesting if they did, I think they're going to just lean into the warriors all the way through, but mm-hmm. I think it would be interesting to each issue. Take a look at a different thing to parody from the seventies. Like, uh, I don't know when, um, kiss and the phantom of the, uh, park or whatever it was. I think that was 81, Uh, 81. Uh, Yeah. So maybe that's a little bit too early, but then again, in, in these kinds of things, we've seen some weird jumps in, in the timeline, but it would be interesting to see them approach every issue, parroting something in that period, I think would Mm -hmm. be interesting, even down to the point where at the beginning of the issue where they're killing the, the little uh, police officers, they're doing uh, dance moves and disco moves and stuff. Right. So, well,
0: I mean, It's kind of important and difficult to remember since, you know, this series is based on uh, Army of Darkness, which is technically the third Evil Dead movie. The first Evil Dead came out in 81, like, you know, within 11, 12 months of when the Warriors was out. So in, you know, in the broader sense, they're actually of a piece. They're from a point in movie storytelling where both of these movies do have that late seventies sort of weird campy disco feel to them in a different way. Mm -hmm. And you also, you know, you do have a lot of warriors references in here, not merely overt ones, but you do have, you know, more quiet references. Mm -hmm. The basic plot of this. Yeah. This is very much taking parody.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's basically, let's just take this plot. Let's take the key moments. Let's put ash in there with, a real quote-unquote real threat in the form of the Necronomicon, and right. let's let's have them have fi- uh, fun with it. So
0: yes, and you know, next issue or the issue after that, we're going to get a guy cracking skulls together and going, "Ashley, come out to slay!" Probably, and everybody's going to be like, "Hey, the, I I know that from that one gif." But yeah, I do feel like there are some weaknesses uh, in the storytelling. Uh, J. Michael T. mentions in the chat, the same problem that I had is some of the transitions, the scene transitions are not clear. There is no, what has happened before, not even, you know, any sort of, Hey, last time. Dynamite
1: doesn't, Dynamite doesn't do that as often in their books. Sometimes they they do, but for the most part, they, they don't
0: reading a lot of red Sonya and a lot of vampy lately and, you know, reading this, they need to,
1: mm-hmm. they do
0: because, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of these dynamite books really do live and die by how quickly you can get into it. Because a lot of them are these, you know, high concept elevator pitches. Yeah. Does, uh, like, Vampirilla,
1: hey. does Vampirilla and um, red Sonya do the previously in?
0: I don't think so. Cause no, I know I, don't, I was I don't think they did either. I was reading Sonia Versal, like Sonia Versal number seven or eight, and I had nothing. So I literally had to go back and, you know, read the previous issues to get a real grounding in, you know, into the Sonia verse. Um, but you do have a thing in this where I honestly started this issue thinking that, uh, the guy who's like, Hey, I'm hungry was
1: Ash. Mm. And that could just be the, the art style.
0: That's possibly two. Uh, I'm starting to wonder if we if we know how old Bruce Campbell is, whether no, that see, guy this isn't actually Bruce Camp. is. I understand, but whether that guy is teenage Ash,
1: yeah, um, I don't think they do that. They might, because um, he. I mean, he, do you did he you mentions, read issue one? No, I didn't. He mentions somewhere issue in one. issue two that mm-hmm. um, if he remembers this time period, which is now, he was much younger, and. Mm-hmm leading to imply that um, he also wasn't in New York. Now mm-hmm. keep in mind that in the, and again, we can't reference the, um, uh, the, the first two dad. movies in this, the evil dead, because they right. are, you know, not part There's, of this. And and you also can't really use Bruce Campbell yeah. because even Bruce Campbell is very upset about how uh, this comic book series has proceeded, uh, you know, so they and, don't yeah, even it's,
0: have it's his face on the painted covers.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe they resolved something, but a few years ago it was like, don't even mention that to him. Oh yeah. Uh, so the way that the story went, you know, he was basically high school, college kid mm-hmm. going to the cabin in the woods with his friends. When all heck broke loose. The second movie is basically a repeat of the first movie.
0: Same movie. Yeah. yeah like, it's the same
1: movie, years. just a remake. Yeah. Um, but then he gets sucked back in time. And then, you know, he's been bouncing in time ever since we don't know how much time has passed, but this Ash Williams, our hero is not the same age as Ash Williams today, or as uh, Bruce Campbell today.
0: Well, no, Bruce Campbell's like 65.
1: Yeah, that's why I'm saying that it it can't be the the same.
0: The moment in issue one that really made me feel like I don't think they're going to disappear up their own butts, uh, wherever Ash ends up, he's trying to find work and he ends up going to, uh, get a lumberjack job and the guy's like well do you know lumberjack and he's like hey (laughs) you know he holds up his right hand yeah guy's like well at least you'll never forget your tools and they they do a quick two-page thing where it's like apparently ash has a hidden talent for lumberjacking and i'm like okay that's funny that's that's cool and then of course he gets sucked into a time portal and flies you know through the universe but I don't think it's going to go too serious. Because, I don't think it hey, will
1: either. It's it's army of darkness. That's not
0: what dynamite does. I think I think dynamite really prides themselves on being kind of the the wacky fun kind of comic company. You know the the Jim Carrey
1: guys. I mean, they have not, not necessarily, necessarily serious comics. Uh, the thing oh, is, with sure. army of darkness, with army of darkness, you have to treat it as tongue in cheek. I don't think you can look at evil. Well, certainly the movie Army of Darkness uh, is totally making fun of itself. And even the second evil dead movie is starting to mock itself. But the first evil dead movie is straight up. Let's do a horror, a horror thing. And it wasn't yes. until the second movie when Sam Raimi is, and Bruce Campbell are like, Hey, let's bring our, our humor into this. Um, so you always have to approach anything with Ash Williams in it, tongue in cheek. And I think sure. even with warriors and the fact that they're doing this and, and this, You've got to do it tongue in cheek. So no, I don't think they're going to crawl up their own butts, but it's always something that sits in the back of my mind. uh, Anytime I see something that I like and go, okay, how are these guys going to ruin this? Right. How are they going to ruin my fun?
0: I'm not saying anything pejorative because when I think about, you know, campy over the top stories where you're really leaning into premises that might be silly or premises that could come across as unlikely or ridiculous and you really really lean into it and you absorb the fact that yes people are gonna some people might look at this as absurd we're gonna do it we're gonna have fun with it i feel Mm -hmm. like that is a valid take and i feel like you see that a lot in dynamite's books and i think it's kind of an, an editorial goal for them to make sure that you're not taking yourself incredibly seriously but i also worry that the weaknesses of evil dead and the weakness of the warriors are going to play into each other at the end of this story, because the warriors and evil dead both just end with this sort of, Oh, kind well, of feeling, you know, you get, yeah, well, I mean, where- evil dead.
1: Yes, but uh, well, evil dead too is, uh, Ash gets sucked into a, a vortex. Um, but and warriors the, is know, just like, we made it home.
0: Saw, right. The version that I saw of, um, Army of Darkness. Yeah, was he wakes up in the in the far future and he's like that oh, no, is the director's
1: cut. That is the one that came out in the early two thousands. I want to say right,
0: and I'm like okay, that's just sort of you know. And you get to the end of the Warriors, they don't even get to have like a a, a big giant showdown. You get a quick moment where Swan outthinks the leader of the Rogues, and then the Gramercy <laughs> Riffs show up. And the riffs are like, we'll take care of this. The movie's over and we play on the beach for five minutes. And I'm like, yeah. that's, I mean, I think that's tonally perfect. And again, it's more realistic. Uh, there's air quotes on that word, but it's also something where I can really see this, this series being fun and fun and
1: fun and getting to that last issue and going, well, we're done. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, bottom so, line yeah. for me, uh, I enjoyed this for what it was. Uh, I don't think that this is anything that's that you have to read too seriously in. I don't think that they're trying to address you know uh, bigger societal themes in this story. This is mm-hmm. just uh, just as we described it: warriors meets an army of darkness, and that's all you need to know. They're not trying to talk about socioeconomic, political fascism, you know, taking over the this great country type stuff. It's literally. Let's go beat up some undeads and, and make sure we stay alive till morning. And so from that, I, you know, I enjoyed it. I I would say, pick it up and read it. Uh, if, if you get a chance, it's three 99. So it's, I mean, compared to some other comics that are out there today, it's relatively inexpensive compared to some other books. Uh, so it's, it's not going to be not worth your time. Um, so there you go. That's my thought, Matthew.
0: I think that it's ironic that the, the Warriors is uh, explicitly has themes of of class warfare <laughs> and, you know, these these items running through it. And you're like, yep, none of that's in there because none it's of that. But that's none
1: of none of that's in this book, though.
0: Well, obviously not. That's what I'm saying. That,
1: this that, is a warrior. This, this, this is, is not, not what you're saying. That is. No, that's what I'm saying. I, this is not this comic book. Happen. No, this comic book is not trying to say any kind of deeper meaning beyond Blind okay. beyond this. That is exactly what I said. I'm I not trying to say the movies do not.
0: I believe that the, the key word for this issue for me is amusing. And that to me is actually a nice thing to say. It's not necessarily pejorative. It's not meant to be derisive. I was amused. I enjoyed this story. I felt like it, it moved well, along and- pretty well. There were some tr- transition issues, but when I was done, I felt like,
1: yeah, that was, that was fun. Yeah, I had and, fun with that. And I, um, I don't know why you would think it would be pejorative by saying it's a funny issue. And 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 that's the, the thing.
0: The internet yells at me all the time.
1: For well, the that's just because that you're a bad person. Um, well, but in this case, market, but... well, yes, I would agree with you. Um, you're not going to hear any arguments for me, but, <laughs> um, here's the thing. Uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong with a comic being fun for fun sake or being silly for silly sake. And just because it's a fun comic or a silly comic doesn't mean that it is a comic for kitties. Right. Right. And unfortunately we're like, you know, Batman has to be serious and he can never smile. And Superman yeah. must always be truth, justice in the American way and take that responsibility very seriously. and, and uh, Captain America can never have uh, a night out with his friends drinking beer and eating uh, pistachios at the bar. He can never do that because that's not what heroes do. But it is what heroes do. And mm-hmm. and I think that when someone sees a fun story, whether it be uh, Blue and Gold or whether it be... Uh, what's another one that's just been a lot of fun uh, recently? I, I-
0: actually... Haven't
1: had a lot of super fun. That's comments. that's what I'm thinking because I was even like, oh, what about what did I review this week on the major? Sp- oh, Maze book. Oh, that's that's definitely yeah. they're uh, de- definitely uh, too serious. Oh, let me see. What have I, I reviewed in the past? Oh, Eat the, the Rich. Hulk. Yeah, Eat the Rich. Oh my gosh! And even Immortal yeah. Hulk though is pretty straight up serious. Yeah, Im-
0: right? Immortal
1: Hulk is dead
0: serious. I mean, Immortal Hulk is this this issue that's coming up. Oh, uh, I know. Tomorrow's is just so, like. Oops. But
1: here's the. This is the. So I'm trying to say that. Just because it's fun doesn't mean it's for kids. And it's like, oh, what are some fun comics? Oh, you know what's really fun? The, the Marvel action stuff that IDW... Oh, wait, they're specifically targeting young kids on that one. right? Um, but, you know, there are, there are a lot of comics out there that can just be fun that don't have to necessarily be kiddie comics. And you can right. still enjoy them. And I think that this Army of Darkness 1979 is a comic that you can pick up and you can enjoy and not Absolutely. feel bad about it. And you shouldn't feel bad about just having fun there's nothing wrong with that
0: classical pulp entertainment has gotten a bad name and it shouldn't have and i think that we're bringing it back we're bringing it back we're going to enjoy a nice maybe you know i don't want to say something like disposable but maybe just a short-term cool 20 page experience we'll move on we'll go home we won't have to you know we won't have to debrief like at the end of every issue of Heroes in Crisis where I have to call my therapist. They killed steel. They didn't even bring him back in the new fifty-two and they killed him. The it, first it, time we saw him, he's
1: dead. Matthew, these are imaginary characters. It's okay. Let's focus on let's focus on you. And let's focus you on You can call them imaginary take, characters. Take a deep but, breath know. and and let's find our happy space. Breathe in through your I've nose. I've spent more time to steal out your with Steel the Indestructible mouth. That's okay. It's okay. That'll be $500. You are a
0: terrible therapist.
1: No, I charged you $500. I must be good. Anyway, we ended up with army of darkness, 1979, number two, thanks to our dear, 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 dear patrons. And many of them are listening live in the Dueling review, uh, stages channel that we have over at our discord server, which you can join for free. So a big shout out tonight to, uh, to some of the people like Jimmy is there and Jimbo and Zimsy and uh, Verity and J. Michael T. and all the rest oh, there's are our, here on Dueling Review. There's Mark Smith, 72 in the crowd. Hello, Mark Smith, 72. Um, Hi. And, and so you can come and join us live on Thursday nights, at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time when we record these shows, providing that you're a patron. And one of the perks of being a patron, Matthew, is you get to pick mm-hmm. the comic that we review on this show.
0: That is true. You get to go to our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash major spoilers. You get to look at the list of comics coming out next week, uh, fingers crossed, and you get to pick a comic book that theoretically will be coming out next week.
1: Well, and y- then. Yeah. So theoretically. So keep in mind, we uh, are in the middle of a, of a pandemic. Uh, we are in the middle of, as you've seen all across the news, and we, we've even had a long interview about it on the major spoilers podcast about a month ago about supply chain, paper issue shortages. DC was uh, very upfront saying, here's what's happening with our supply chain. Marvel is just like, eh, this comic's going to be delayed a couple of weeks. Um, we and don't know without really, re- we don't, we don't know why, you know, they don't make an announcement on it, but that's, that's the reason. Um, so yeah, we're going to, we're going to re- tell you what's coming out or scheduled to come out next week. And Hey, Comixology now uh, is back on their game because all the comics from DC for next week are showing up over at the Comixology website, including Batman number one fifteen, Batman's Secret Files, Peacekeeper number one, uh, Batman versus Big B number two. I'm very much looking forward to that. We also get Far Sector, the collected trade there, Flash seven seventy nine, Nubia and the Amazons issue number one arrives next week, as I've been does to Superman that for a month. I know, right? That's one of the ones that got caught up in the, uh, supply chain thing. Uh, okay. Superman, uh, son of Kal-El issue number four arrives next week as well. From DC comics over at boom studios, we have Dune house Trades, number 11, just ahead of the, um, of the big uh, movie release. It's kind of weird. I was kind of hoping that they would. And again, I think they were got hit by supply chain as well. Would have been nice. And also the fact that the movie kept shifting release dates. If issue 12 would have arrived the same week that uh, the movie came out, or even better, if the issue 12 had arrived two weeks ago so that the trade would come out next week when the movie hits. Because I think people want to pick that up. Eat the Rich number three is coming out next week, as is Maw number two. Over at Dark Horse, we have Killer Queens number three, Masters of the Universe Revelations number four. Final issue there. Tales from Harrow County, The Fair Folk, number four, final issue in there as well. Dynamite Entertainment has Betty Page and the Curse of the Banshee, number five, Purgatory, number one, and Red Sonja, Black, White, Red, number four. IDW Publishing has Dungeons & Dragons Mindbreaker, number one, a new uh, adventure kicking off there. Star Wars Adventures, number 11, and TMNT Ongoing, 122. Image Comics next week has Gunslinger Spawn, Matthew. Gunslinger Spawn six uh what is it Yeah, i'm sorry seven variant covers next week from such is that uh, dirty gunslinger spawn Gun, gunslinger spawn sounds like uh, i don't know i know how much you love spawn and that entire spawn of oh and so
0: sure, we've yeah. seen
1: we've seen um what is it uh, medieval spawn and we've huh. seen future spawn and now this week yeah. we get gunslinger spawn
0: yeah next yeah. week actually devil spawn
1: yeah uh, Hell Cop number one, Ice Cream Man number twenty six, and King Spawn, King Spawn Matthew, number three. Marvel Comics next week has Death of Doctor Strange number two. I really enjoyed the first issue of that one. Uh, Phoenix Song Echo number one, Star Wars High Republic number ten, and X Men Trial of Magneto number one, or as some people pronounce it, Magneto. No, no one pronounces
0: it like that. I because swear, his name is Magneto.
1: I swear. To you, Matthew, that no, there are podcasters out there that have been doing this for a very long time and are very well we respected, go. and the host keeps calling calling him Magneto.
0: Okay, well then they are not very well respected.
1: Uh, over in all the rest category, we have Archie Jumbo Comics Digest three twenty four, Black Beacon number three, Death of by Life number seven of eight, Gun Honey number two. Uh, let's hmm. see. Uh, Ma- Manu Gun
0: Honey, I a lamb. Whoa, gun honey,
1: I am a lamb. Manu graphic novel comes out next week. Nugget and Dog comes out next week. And Tales of Terror Quarterly, 2021 Halloween special, uh rounds out part of our list. You can find the complete list over there at Patreon.com slash major spoilers. That's right. Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Uh, Become a patron, support this show and all the shows that we do in the Major Spoilers Podcast Network. Come and hang out with us when we record this show live and do a little pre-show and post-show. And maybe you'll get to hear Matthew say,
0: I come from an ancient time where I'm known as the kicker of Elves."
1: This podcast is copyright 2021 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.